word and prayer for all nations, not by might nor power, but by the Spirit of the Lord of hosts. Father, in the name of Jesus, blessed be your holy name. As uh, we look into this word, Lord, we invite your grace and power. Let the door of utterance be open. In the name of Jesus, the atmosphere be covered by the precious blood of Jesus Christ. Be glorified and be exalted. Any hindrance to this word, I rebuke it in Jesus' mighty name. And every person that believes in the name of Jesus, say amen. I want us to look at a very interesting subject in 1 Samuel chapter 16. Uh, from verse 13 to 14. And the topic of what we are going to share today, the sermon today, is this person or this kind of person will not maintain deliverance. This kind of person will not maintain deliverance. I want to talk about some attributes of some, uh, you know, of some of the things that would make people find it very difficult and challenging to maintain their deliverance. And before I read this word, I would like to share with you that is watching that receiving your deliverance is not as important as maintaining that deliverance. In other words, maintaining your deliverance is more critical, is more important than receiving. God is concerned about how much you maintain what he gives you. And not just receiving what you cannot maintain. And the Bible says in verse 13, Then Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed him in the midst of his brethren. And the Spirit of the Lord came upon David from that day forward. So Samuel rose up and went to Ramah. Now verse 14 says, But the Spirit of the Lord departed from Saul, and an evil spirit from the Lord troubled him. Now, I want us to know one thing, that Saul had received from God. In fact, Saul had received the Spirit of the Lord. But after some time, because of certain things that happened in the life of Saul, he lost that opportunity to serve God. He remained a physical king, but spiritually he was not there. He remained a physical king, but spiritually he had no influence. The spirit of the Lord had left Saul. And the Bible says, And an evil spirit from the Lord troubled him. One of the manifestations of unclean powers or unclean spirits is the people or families that are victims of unclean spirits. They are troubled. Careers, businesses that are being followed by unclean spirits, they are often troubled. Ministries, when a ministry is followed by an unclean power, that ministry will be troubled. When any person, a man or a woman, that is followed by an unclean spirit, when the spirit of God is not there, these people will be troubled. When health-wise, when someone's health is being pursued by an unclean spirit, they will be very much troubled. And that's what the Bible says, that when the spirit of the Lord left or departed from Saul, an evil spirit from the Lord troubled him. In other words, this unclean spirit was permitted by God to trouble Saul because of things that we're going to see. 
in this post, I want us to look at Second Chronicles, uh, chapter sixteen, verse seven to nine. Uh, it's the book of Second Chronicles. It's a very, very interesting one. In Second Chronicles, chapter sixteen. Glory be to Jesus. Verse seven to nine. And listen to what the Bible says. The Bible says that at that and at that time Hanani the seer came to Asa, king of Judah, and said unto him, Because thou hast relied on the king of Syria. He was depending on the king of Syria, not God, and not the Lord, and not relied on the Lord thy God. Therefore is the host of the king of Syria escaped out of thine hand. When we stop relying on God and begin relying on man, when we begin to look up to the, uh, to the help of men and not the help of God, the Bible says that we will lose the victory that is supposed to be ours. As the Bible says, we, not, we lean not on our own understanding and we do not rely on the arm of flesh because this king, king called King Asa of the descendants of uh, David, he relied on the king of Syria and not relied on the, king, on the Lord thy God. And sometimes you can be relying on your uncle. You can be relying on your parents or your boss or somebody that promised to lift you or to put you in some other position. When you rely on man, the Bible says, cast is he that puts his trust upon man. But happy is he, exalted, promoted, blessed or favored, is that person that understands and relies on God. Even a pastor can rely on members of the church alone and remove his eyes from God. It is possible that a minister of the gospel can rely on a few people that he knows that have promised to stand with him and he removes his eyes from the Lord, forgetting that it is God that commands men to bless you. Men do not bless you because they have become the eternal source of provision. They are sent by God. So the Bible says, uh, verse 8, were not the Ethiopians and the Lubims a huge host with very many chariots and horsemen? There can be people with a lot of chariots, with a lot of resources or physical resources that can easily tempt you to remove your eyes from God and place your eyes on men. And the Bible says, with very many chariots and horsemen, yet because, they, because thou didst rely on the Lord, he delivered them out of thine hand. He tells King Asa, the previous enemy that came against you was stronger, was bigger. They were more than these ones that have come against you. They were more fearful, or so to, say, to, or so to speak. They had a lot of weapons that they came against you. The Lubims, the Ethiopians, they had a lot of things. They had a lot of connections. They knew people in high places. But God gave you victory over them. Now these ones that have come, they are not as much as those ones that came before. Why have you relied on the king of Syria? And the scripture says in verse 9, For the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth to show himself strong in the behalf of them whose heart is perfect toward him. Uh, so the eyes of the Lord run to and fro across the earth looking for that person that can rely on God. Looking for that person that depends on God and not the, not the arm of flesh. 
And the scripture says, Therefore from henceforth thou, hast, thou shalt have wars. But rather from now you will have a lot of battles. The, other, the, the previous one it says that uh, herein, here you have done foolishly. And because you have done foolishly, because you have acted foolishly, you will have many battles. When you depend on the arm of flesh, when you depend on people and not God, when you depend on natural things and not spiritual, you will have a lot of battle. That's what the Bible says. Relying on the arm of flesh. Now, look at 1 Samuel chapter 15 uh, from verse 22 to 23. It's another very interesting one there. And the Bible says this from 22. And Samuel, this is what King Saul did once again. And probably we can start uh, from verse 20. And Saul said unto Samuel, Yes, I have obeyed the voice of the Lord, and have gone the way which the Lord sent me, and have brought Agag, the king of, the Amalek, of, of Amalek, and have utterly destroyed the Amalekites. But the people took of the spoil, sheep and oxen, and chief of the things which should have been utterly destroyed to sacrifice unto the Lord thy God in Gilgal. Now listen to what verse 22 says. And Samuel said, Have the Lord as great delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices as in obeying the voice of the Lord. Has the Lord as great delight in burnt sacrifices and offerings as in obedience Behold, to obey is better than sacrifice and to hearken than the fat of rams. There is no level of sacrificing. There is no level of giving that can outweigh the importance and the significance of obedience. The Bible says, for as many are as led by the Spirit of God, they are the children of God. Obedience is the highest form of sacrifice. And one of the major ways to maintain that which God gives us is to walk in obedience with the Lord. The blessings of God are tied to obedience. In Deuteronomy chapter 28 from verse 1 to about 13, the Bible talks about the blessings of, the, of obedience. That if you shall hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God, to follow the word of God, to follow God, these blessings shall come upon thee and overtake thee. And there are many blessings that you can take time to to look at. Rebellion makes people to lose that which they have received from God. Rebellion made King Saul to lose kingship, to lose the throne, to lose the kingdom because of rebellion. And the Bible says in verse 23, for rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft. Eh? So basically a person that rebels against God and a, witch, a person that practices witchcraft, before God they are the same. Before God, these people, the one that is walking in, in rebellion and the one that is practicing witchcraft, before the Lord, they are the same. For rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft. And the Bible says, and stubbornness is as iniquity and idolatry. Which means that any person that bows, that, that is very stubborn before God, a stubborn Christian, and a person that is bowing like this before a tree, or bowing before a stone. The Bible says they are the same. Stubbornness is as idolatry. is as iniquity and idolatry. One of the ways or this kind of person that walks in rebellion and stubbornness 
You know, the kind of person that walks in rigidity, in stiff nakedness, that kind of person will find it very difficult to maintain their deliverance. We are talking about this kind of person will not maintain their deliverance, will not maintain their miracle, will not maintain their favor of their breakthrough. It's a stubborn person, a rebellious, for us rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft and stubbornness is as iniquity and idolatry. And the Bible says, because thou hast rejected the word of the Lord, he hath also rejected thee from being king. When we reject the word of God, when we reject the commandments of God, when we refuse to be directed by the word and the instructions of the Holy Spirit, the Bible says he shall also reject us. He rejected Saul from being king because king, the king Saul rejected the word of the Lord. We are talking about this kind of person shall not be able to maintain that which they receive from the Lord. And I want us to go ahead in 1 Samuel chapter 28, verse from verse uh, 1 Samuel 28, uh, verse 5 to 7. This is a Bible study. And from verse 5 to 7, the Bible says this. Again, King Saul, he has seen enemies. Enemies have come against him. Look at that. Look at what he has done. Look at what he's going to do. And remember what we're talking about. This kind of person of the believer, the Christian, that behaves like this, will not be able to maintain the things of God. The things of God are maintained by people that can spiritually discern the ways of God. And verse 5, the Bible says, And when Saul saw the host of the Philistines, he was afraid. That is the first cage, the first trap, the first snare. is the snare called fear. Many times when we see things happening in the world, when we see storms and challenges, one of the first responses, instead of the response of faith, the response comes is fear. And what does fear do? Where there is so much fear, people will do mistakes. Where people will panic, they will do mistakes. And let's see the mistake that King Saul did because of fear. And his heart greatly trembled when he saw enemies coming. He was afraid and his heart greatly trembled. Look at what he did. Verse 6. And when Saul inquired of the Lord, the Lord answered him not, neither by dreams, nor by Urim, nor by the prophets. So this time round, he has seen a great host. The enemies have come against him. He is very scared. He's afraid of what is going to happen. His heart is trembling. He goes to God in prayer and there's no answer. Listen to me, child of God. There are times when God can keep quiet. There are times when God can decide to hide. It's not because he wants to make it difficult for you. No. We serve a God that can sometimes can hide. Just the way a parent can do hide and seek with a child. You are trying to look for the, for, for the parent and the, 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 the father or the mom is hiding behind a pillar. And the son or the daughter does not abandon relationship with the parent because the parent is doing hide and seek. When the parent is doing that game of hide and seek, the child does not decide to disown the parent. We serve a God that sometimes can keep quiet. He can hide sometimes. It is to strengthen us to seek him more. Because he has promised that when we seek him, we'll find him. So even when he hides, it's not for a long time. But when God kept quiet, did not answer King Saul, this is what he did. 
he looked for an alternative. When believers begin to go for alternatives other than God, they will get into a pit. They will get into a cage that they will find it very difficult to come out except the Lord deliver them. So the Bible says, Then Saul, then said Saul unto his servants, Seek me a woman that hath a familiar spirit, that I may go to her and inquire of her. And his servant said to him, Behold, there is a woman that hath a familiar spirit at Endor. Because he prayed. And when he was praying, he felt like there was no answer. He decided to go to a woman that had a familiar spirit. And this is one of the cages that has captured many people. They tried to pray, but they felt like their prayer was not going anywhere. They tried to go to church. They felt that their heavens were shut. So they decided to go to Egypt. They decided to go into the world. They decided to go to Babylon to approach a shrine, an altar of a familiar spirit. That kind of person that easily goes down to Egypt, that is not afraid of going down to sorcerers. A person that is not afraid to contact an altar of familiar spirits will find it very difficult to maintain the things of God. In fact, they will start losing things. One of the things about people that go to look for help in Egypt, in Babylon, in Moab, in the world, what is going to happen? They will lose things. And sometimes they can lose devastatingly. The Bible says a few chapters later, I think it's 1 Samuel chapter 31, when Saul went to war with his children, they lost their lives in battle. Why? Because they abandoned the God of all flesh and they went to seek help from a woman with a familiar spirit. They went to Egypt. And when they went to Egypt, they lost big time. Hallelujah. And um, if we go back to probably verse uh, chapter 19 from verse 1 to 3 of 1 Samuel chapter 19 verse 1 to 3 to listen to what the Bible says. Uh, and Saul spoke to Jonathan his son and to all his servants that they should kill David. This man has been chosen by God. He's a servant of God. All of a sudden his heart, you know, wicked thoughts get into his heart. Bitterness, hurtfulness, unforgiveness, revenge, wrath, deceit gets into his heart. When you open your heart to some of these things, when your heart becomes the residential place for hatred, for bitterness, for unforgiveness, for natural and fleshly fights, for negative and ungodly competition, a heart that does not have power over these things will not be able to maintain the things of God. The things of God are maintained by a heart that understands the fruit of the Spirit. This is what the Bible says, when we come to the altar of God with the gift to glorify, to worship God, to serve God with our sacrifices, and we remember our hearts are full of bitterness, unforgiveness, betrayal, a lot of hatred in our hearts. The Bible says we cannot win that war. We cannot win war. Because that gift cannot be accepted by God. But Jonathan, Saul's son, delighted much in David. And Jonathan told David, saying, Saul, my father, seeketh to kill thee. Now therefore I pray thee, take heed to thyself until the morning and abide in a secret place and hide thyself. When we abide in the secret place and we are hidden from the weapons 
and arrows of the wicked one. We will be safe. But any heart that does not know how to deal with these kind of things, negative vices, will find it very difficult to win against uh, these things in Jesus' name. I want us to look at another scripture because we are looking at the kind of person that will fail to maintain deliverance, that will fail to maintain grace. There are people that receive grace. They receive giftings. But after some time you realize they did not maintain the gift they received. They received a special gift from God, a special grace. They received an anointing from the Lord, but they failed to maintain that anointing. Receiving the anointing is free, but walking in the anointing, maintaining the anointing of the Lord, there's a price to pay. There's a price to pay when it comes to walking in the giftings and the favor and the power of God. But receiving is free. The Bible says freely you received freely give and this is what happens when we fail to walk in that uh, when we fail to obey God and to walk in the graces that God has given unto us why because when our hearts cannot embrace love you cannot be able to maintain the things of God and the purposes of God I want to encourage you believer I want to encourage you to work on your heart because their heart is what the Holy Spirit touches is what the Holy Ghost contacts in the name of Jesus. And Father, in Jesus' name, we pray that you help us not only to be able to receive, but to maintain the graces that you give us. In the name of Jesus, I refuse the spirit of spiritual abortion, spiritual miscarriage, in the name of Jesus, and decree by the blood of Jesus Christ that we shall learn to maintain that which you give unto us. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. The Lord bless you. Help you to maintain that which you have received. To walk in it in the name of Jesus. God bless you. Shalom and goodbye for now. Word and prayer for all nations. Not by might, nor power, but by the Spirit of the Lord of hosts.